Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 230 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, I feel like my body is going to give out at the moment because I was at a concert venue in the blazing sun for 10 hours yesterday. Oh. And boy, <clears throat> that tuckers you out. I'm sure it does. Like, who, who were you seeing? Uh, I went to said Summerfest and... Okay. There were not many bands I wanted to see, but I had not seen Taking Back Sunday since 2008. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I wanted to see them. They were the headliner. They were so bad, I decided we should leave then. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, like, they changed, the the lead singer changed his, like, singing style in, like, 2015-ish. And so it works well for their newer stuff, but when he sings the older stuff, it is abysmal. So much so that afterwards I looked up on Google, does Taking Back Sunday suck live? And I found a Reddit thread where people were dunking on them for being awful live performances. So, Oh, okay. Uh, it was pretty funny, actually. Um, I feel like their so, time has kind of come and gone. It has. And it's just weird because like in previous, the previous four said Summerfest, because it like is what was replacing Warp Tour. They generally have like, some older artists like Mayday Parade and stuff, but Mayday Parade still performs very well. Um, and some newer artists, and I don't know if they just like a lot of the other artists that were from previous years just were touring on their own or something. But like it was mostly people who had not been there before and it seemed really weird. And like, yeah, I don't know that I would have had Taking Back Sunday be the headliner in 2023, but that's yeah that is a very interesting yeah, it's very and like bands like made a parade that had been there for all the previous ones were not they are touring right. with yellow card currently which i you know that's cool for them um but yeah i have uh several other concerts lined up for the summer that i know will be good so i i am excited it was a cool concert still some of the bands we saw i had not really heard much before but they were very good live so that was neat um, oh yeah that is cool yeah a, a couple of them were like, this does not fit the vibe of this music festival at all. I feel, I talked to Nigel about this when we were there. I feel like every music festival I've ever been to has like one or two outliers where you're like, what happened here? Could you just not fill this <laughs> slot? Like, it's not like it's bad music. It's just like it right. doesn't fit with the other artists. It was like when I saw Blink-182 with Lil Wayne, you're like, mm -hmm. who made this tour? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no crossover. <laughs> I feel like when I saw Linkin Park and Chris Cornell, a similar thing. Yes, that that was a weird one, too. And like at that Linkin Park tour, like that was the last time I saw Taking Back Sunday. Right. Was when they were on Linkin Park's Project Revolution tour. So like, yes, yeah, yeah. Chris Cornell, man, that was a wild one. That was uh, that was something that was that the one where they were also like touring with that rapper until Mike Shinoda and him had this like huge fight. Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. So that was just a weird tour in general. Where the previous year we both went, and it was Linkin Park, My Chemical Romance, and Taking Back Sunday. I feel like those three go well together. They did, yeah. I I think it's really funny, because most people I know like really love My, My Chemical Romance, and I was always mm -hmm. like in the middle. But the fact that we saw them when the Black Parade came out, people are right. always so mad when I tell them that. 
Oh, that I tell people like <laughs> that was one of the best live performances. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, like because uh for Black Parade they had like the marching band come out and shit and like they had pyrotechnics. It was cool. It was it was a great show. Like in, yeah. in a lot of ways, I thought it, they were better than Lincoln Park, and Lincoln Park was great too. So. Yeah, that was probably one of the best concerts I've been to. Oh yeah, I still for me the two years I went to that tour were mm. fucking incredible. Also, literally never could happen again because it was My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday, Fallout Boy also played, and oh, there was someone else, and it was like to have that lineup now mm, the tickets yeah. would be like 400 million dollars yeah and i don't Where think i'd want to see lincoln park no i would not want to see lincoln park now but i those tickets were like 80 bucks at the time mm, like yeah it would cost several hundred dollars to see fallout boy by themselves now not that which i is, would want to see them anymore either but which is weird because i feel like lincoln park was probably at their peak popularity at the time yeah uh Either way. Uh, but yeah, I it's just very weird. And like, yeah, Taking Back Sunday, they're not great live, but that's, you know, happens, I guess. Uh, but I also went on vacation, Manny, and mm-hmm. I learned something about myself. What did you learn? That you love the beach? I like long walks on the beach, actually. Oh, like, my God. And pina coladas? No, I, I here's what, you know how I'm a crazy person. I like to get up really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd get up like at like 5, 5.30, and then I would just go on the beach and then just like walk the beach and listen to a podcast, and it was so peaceful. Nice. I, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. So that, that was probably my favorite part of the trip was just mm-hmm. kind of like those quiet walks on the boardwalk or on the beach you know, by myself just in the morning. So Nice. Uh, I also discovered that I just kind of like walking around neighborhoods as well. Yeah. So, like, I kind of want to just go on trips and then just, like, walk around neighborhoods and just kind of, like, explore. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why that I just found a lot of enjoyment out of it. So I just kind of want to start doing that more. <laughs> I really enjoyed it when I went to D.C. And then I just enjoyed walking around this little ocean city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, island so no that was really cool yeah uh i did take my ps5 and i did play a place play a game i played uh star wars jedi jedi survivor nice uh not that i want to start with that but uh i did find some time to uh, play some video games even though i was on uh vacation i played so many hours of video games the past two weeks so i i played a lot um, now, uh, uh, do you? How do you want to start this? Do you want to start or? Yeah, well, I mean, we can go into the loose news first. Oh um, yes, yes, I forgot we do the news first. the the main The main thing was that Microsoft won their case against the FTC for the Activision Blizzard merger, and there's there's not like too much to say about this necessarily because it seemed like it was going in that direction, but. I think that this case was important for the FTC, even though they lost. I mean, if you look at the news, people are like, oh, the FTC is fucking worthless. They are like our toothless. The amount of like bullshit that Microsoft had to go through for this case, the amount of documents that had to be subpoenaed, the emails that had to be subpoenaed that are now like public that people can just go look at. And there's a wild shit in there. Um, I, even though they did not win, I think that this would be a very good deterrent 
from other people being as willy-nilly about just doing very huge acquisitions in the future because it's probably something especially with the legal fees that a lot of companies don't want to deal with having like all of their dirty laundry aired publicly um but it is interesting and there's still like hundreds and hundreds of documents that were made available that people I'm sure will be pouring over for like the next year to find all kinds of wild shit. Like the emails that they had uh, from like Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer, like there's just all kinds of wild shit. I also think that the main reason they lost this case was because uh, basically no one knows anything about video games and they only hinged it on call of duty specifically. And when Microsoft was like, Oh, well we'll give it to Sony for at least 10 years. Um, the, the case was pretty much over at that point. Uh, because it was like one of those things where, you know, if the main reason Sony gives a fuck is because of call of duty, then if they're going to get call of duty, why is, you know, what is the, what is the reason for this to not go through? Um, right. the, the FTC could appeal it, but I do not think they should because uh, if it goes through at a higher court level, that will set a pretty negative precedent for acquisitions and mergers at a higher court level. So <laughs> I do not think they should do that. Probably not. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I... It's also one of those things where, like, the judge, I don't know, they, he could have made it way harder on Microsoft. Like, they would have had to pay a really big fine if this wasn't done by the end of the month. And, like, instead, they, like, fast-tracked it, more or less, which, like, I don't know. In a situation like that, I feel like you should probably make the company sweat a little bit. Yeah, because like they can pay that cost, but I I don't know. And like, it's one of those things where I think it's like a common misconception that like judges are like completely unbiased. And it's like, that is not true. And they like run for their positions based on political agendas and stuff. So like, whatever, we don't need to get into all of that. But it's it was just an interesting thing. And I think a lot of interesting stuff came out of that case. And now I bet Microsoft will make some kind of deal with uh, the UK governing body that denied them before. And then it will be fine. Uh, which speaking of uh, interesting things came out of this case. One of the things was in one of the documents, I don't know if you saw this, but there is a rumor uh, that, uh, well, it's not necessarily a rumor, but there was a statement inside one of the, the documents that said like, on uh, the Nintendo Switch predecessor is expected to be out as early as next year. Yeah, which makes sense, I think. Uh, it does make sense, but I mean, if that's the case, Nintendo's got to get announcing that soon, right? I would yeah. say not like September. Yeah, probably this fall sometime. Um, just because I'm imagining like them doing another spring release. It seems like they've had a lot of success releasing things in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I mean if they're going to do that, then I would guess by September they'd have to announce the predecessor, right? Yeah, I would guess so. But who um, knows? Nintendo's weird. Uh, they are very weird, but it doesn't really matter because they can announce it. Like they could literally announce the Switch two and be like, "It's out tomorrow," and it would sell out immediately. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, for the Microsoft case thing, I think the thing that annoyed me the most was the way Microsoft played it. Is like, we've already lost the console war. We're just a little bitty baby, and Sony's beating us so bad. And I was like, man, shut the fuck up. You're part of one of the biggest companies in the world. Like, yeah, the, the tiny little baby Microsoft. Like, shut that stuff. It's just so infuriating to watch some of the stuff because it's like, this is, yeah, Microsoft, the tiny baby. They lost the like shut up man and then there were like emails also where like with phil spencer and executives where the executives were like you know if we wanted to we could just spend sony into the ground which is true and it was like yeah oh yeah the poor tiny microsoft uh, how do they have to the people have to champion them you know because they're so little and (laughs) they could never beat sony otherwise without this acquisition like man whatever but <laughs> i just thought it was funny and like no one called them out on that ever in the court case they were like ah oh, yes they're losing the console war so it's yeah. over for them and it was like mm-hmm, yeah that's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah that totally makes sense good work microsoft uh I, what i like is it just doesn't feel like there's a war anymore it just feels like all three <laughs> companies and, and if you want to count like someone like steam like it just feels like they're all doing their own thing they've all found like a niche uh mm-hmm everyone and it, it does seem like we're kind of entering like a perfect golden age for some of that stuff you know yeah so uh that's that stuff um there were just a couple other things um uh black panther game that had been rumored for a very long time uh was announced from a new ea studio cliffhanger games uh, and like I mentioned to you before the podcast, uh, Motive also is developing a single player Iron Man game. Yes. So it seems like EA's, you know, they're like, oh, single player games sell well. Remember when we said the single player game is dead verbatim in a conference call? Well, it's not true because we're making them. So. Yeah. And I think this has me excited because like anytime there's like a new studio and they're working on something, I'm just always intrigued. Like, how, you know, what is this going to look like? Um, mm-hmm. I do know they pulled in people from Shadow of Mordor. I think like Call of Duty, Halo Infinite. So, I mean, some big, bigger names or bigger, you know, from bigger games, big, bigger franchises. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, do you think this will be like uh, more of an open world thing? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be like an open world game with like RPG elements of like upgrading your suit or whatever. Um, so basically Spider-Man. But... Basically Spider-Man, but with Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. I'd be okay with that. I would bet that Iron Man is probably pretty similar to that style. Um at least for this Black Panther game, I don't know that I would tell anyone to get excited for this coming out anytime soon. It seemed like this announcement was mainly for them to start recruiting, well, continue recruiting for the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's probably in like super, super early production. So, you know, probably do you think we're, out. Do you think like, okay, so around 2008, we finally started getting like really good superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're coming around to like con- just consistently getting like great superhero video games finally? I hope that's the case. Cuz like, you know, like we have Spider-Man and even like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was pretty solid. It just feels mm-hmm. like right now we're we've just got a lot of like superhero games in the works and although then I think about oh god, what Gotham Knights that was Gotham not Knights. great. Well, yeah, and like uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns was awesome, but it like bombed. Yes. So. Yeah. But that's also like 
that's a strategy card game. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing. I, I don't know. But yeah, I would guess the more open worldy style games like Spider-Man will probably be very successful, though. So. Yeah, and like probably Wolverine will be very successful as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also there's that Wonder Woman game. It just seems like there are a lot of superhero video games out right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that most of these are good. Mm-hmm. Like Suicide Squad's probably not going to be, but no, I, I've lost a lot of faith in Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, and then there were just a couple things that I had off the top of my head. Uh, Mortal Kombat started doing their combat cast like they used to once a week or once every couple weeks to announce new stuff. Um, they announced Human Smoke finally returns. He looks kind of like Leffen the smash player which i think is kind of funny my brother pointed that out to me and i was like well he kind of does look like leffen uh he looks really sick and then rain also was announced as a playable character rain is super neat his combos are usually fucking buck wild he's like water he's a water ninja and then two cameos were announced as well uh sector and cyrax the cyborg people i hope for me that cyrax ends up being a playable character as well but as of right now, it doesn't look like that. At least it was just Smoke and Rain that were the fully playable characters. But uh, Smoke and Kenshi and Cyrax are the three characters I give a shit about in Mortal Kombat. And they're all in this game in some form or other already. So that's good for me, personally. But uh, yeah, and then there was one other thing that I had in the top of my brain that I forgot. Oh, uh two things limited run games had their e3 press conference and it's interesting because now they have developed an engine internally called the carbon engine and they are going to start re-releasing old games on this engine um so they announced a bunch of collections like tomba the ps1 games uh about the little like caveman-esque guy with the pink hair and the pigs people really like those games the tumble one and two and they're pretty expensive but they're making that into a collection um they announced a couple other collections as well but the one that i found the most interesting was they partnered with way forward uh to make or put out a shantae game um because apparently original shantae was for the game boy color and they were going to make a direct sequel for the game boy advance but it didn't end up working out and they got pretty far into the development of shantae advance and so it was weird because like in that they kept the story so like a lot of the characters in the more recent shantae games she just like all of a sudden knew because she was supposed to meet them in this game boy advance game story Oh, interesting. And so, like, it just went from those characters not existing to her being like, ah, remember this? And, like, you know me. And so, like, people didn't have that context for how they met. That apparently happens in this Game Boy Advance game that they're partnering with them to actually put out now. Uh, it was one of those things where I the interview is kind of interesting. The creative lead of Way Forward was like, yeah, we, like, developed this, and then I we shelved it, and people always were like, oh, you should, like, put that out on the internet or whatever. And he was like, no, because there might be someday when we can, like, actually finish it and put it out uh, for people. And so they saved it, and they are doing that now. So Shantae Advance will come out at some point, um, and I believe Limited Run, outside of putting it out digitally on store, fronts they're also probably going to make a game boy advance cartridge because they like re-released all the shantae games and they re-released original shantae on a game boy color cartridge so that's cool uh 
I still would like to play the Shantae games. I own them all for PS5 now because Limited Run finally finished shipping my fucking orders after 100 years. So, Yeah, but that game seems really cool. I mean, like, Shantae are interesting Metroidvania games, and I'm sure that a Game Boy Advance one from the same era as the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games is probably super cool. So That's neat. But yeah, there were also a shitload of um, other, like, interesting collections and things that they announced at that but they're all you know re-releases of games that might have not been getting re-releases otherwise like all three gex games which speaking of gex i finally sat down and watched that uh oh that's actually something i wanted to talk about on this podcast um, yeah um the youtube channel god damn it i uh what is his name i uh, no, no clip. Oh, did you yeah. See, did you see what he's working on now? Like that no, is so cool know. and as exciting. Uh, like he's basically stumbled upon, like just oh yeah 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 boxes the... and boxes of like old video game yeah like, I did videos and content and like he's he's gonna like spend all this time like digitalizing it and just kind of like showing like we're gonna see things that like people have never seen before and it's just like it just seems really cool mm. but i i watched the the square enix uh n- not square enix the crystal dynamics um uh no point documentary and that was they you know obviously they were talking about gex and everything so it just it, it seems cool that like that documentary dropped about a month ago and now like an announcement for a remake of gex yeah, boy, those games were awful. I was going to ask. I remember like, correctly, and like awful in a way where like they don't necessarily play super well, but they're like fine. But like Gex is annoying as fuck. And I think that's the best part is like now seeing his super outdated like movie jokes and references like will probably be hilarious. Well, like I assume he says, I, I from what it seems like he oh, makes jokes yeah. that like will not age well today. Oh, so. not even a little bit. Yeah, no, yep, uh-huh. So I'm kind of curious about how how that goes. Yeah, uh, Dunky has a bunch of videos about Gex, um, so that'll give you a little bit of a clue into how fucked up they are. Um, yeah, it's, it's really weird, but, like, Tomba I thought was interesting because those games cost a fuckload, and, like, there's no real way to play them outside of, like, emulation, so I think that's kind of cool that Limited Run is doing that stuff. Uh and then, like, they did their other stuff. Like, they just announced physicals for digital-only games, like Neon White uh, physical editions, Chicory physical editions, a couple other things. So, But, yeah, I think it's cool that they have their own engine and are, like, remastering older games that certain companies just don't have the funding or, like, the IP was lost in some weird rights transition or whatever. So that's just cool. And I thought the Shantae, Shantae Advance thing was super neat that they're going to bring that back. Yeah, absolutely. Um I it does seem like we have one last piece of uh, news. Oh yeah, it's a delay. Oh uh, this, no! This was announced two days ago. Uh, the video game uh, Stray Gods. Uh, oh yes, it's getting delayed one whole week. Um, so yeah, they I, did that because they didn't want it to go up against Starfield, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, and I don't know if we talked about this last podcast because I don't remember if it had happened yet. But Baldur's Gate moved up a month to also not launch at the same time as starfield so now instead of coming out at the beginning of september it comes out in the beginning of august which is actually it was Baldur's gate that they they're moving away from not starfield oh you're right okay 
Because Starfield's in September. Starfield moved. Well, yes. Starfield, but Baldur's Gate was coming out the same like week as Starfield originally, okay. and then they moved yes, it. Yes, yes. So. so they. So what ended up happening is Baldur's Gate got moved up. So then this game got moved back. So. Yeah. Also, Baldur's Gate looks fucking sick as hell. I cannot wait to play that and never beat uh, it. I yeah. watch. I watched their most recent. Um, like stream they did to talk about the features that they were adding to the 1.0 version. I did not realize that the early access version only has act one of three acts in it. And it already is like over a hundred hours of content in it. Uh, but they like showed that you can have sex with a bear or a druid who turns into bears. Uh, so you can do that if you want. There's all kinds of like wild content. You can now make a dragonborn characters. You can have like a dragon man. Uh, that game looks fucking ridiculous. Oh my God. The amount of content that game looks like it has and the way that like, it just is D and D. So like, I think you can only go up to like level 12 or whatever. Uh, just cause it like uses this, all the D and D systems and stuff. It, like, right. Boy, it looks fucking wild, man. Holy shit. Yeah, the that PS5 version doesn't come out until, uh, September still, but I will be buying it on PC. So I don't have to worry personally about uh. that. Uh, yeah, so I think that's really it for the news. I'm sure there were other bits and bobs that I totally forgot about. Uh, but, you know, things happen. Yeah. And uh, that was like most of the important stuff that stuck out in my mind personally. So, um, yeah, so I guess we can move on to what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last week, if you remember, I started talking about playing uh, Far Cry 3, and you yes. seemed very doubtful that I was going to continue it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You were correct, Manny. Glad to call that. <laughs> I, what I found frustrating is the game was just so limiting uh, that you start out with only one weapon slot, and then, like, there were like a weapon wheel of four. So obviously at some point I could unlock more, mm-hmm. but just only having the one weapon I found just very limiting and kind of frustrating. Cause like, I don't know you, when you're running around an open world, switching, switching around guns, it, it can be fun to do that. But then also the part that I found very infuriating is, you know how like pretty much every single uh, open world game from this time period to, to today has just like plants everywhere that you can just kind of collect uh, and just, just like, I'm going to just craft some potion and I got to cre- like collect all these different plants, you know? Mm-hmm. So this game has that, but then there's an inventory, uh, like limit of 24 items and like the plants even count in that item. So like, there's just so many things to loot, but like, you don't have any inventory slots to, 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 to loot anything. And I just found that very infuriating. Um, it's clearly a game that they just hadn't quite figured out inventory yet. It was just, it was kind of still early on in like Ubisoft's like figuring out how to do open world games. Um, so I just feel like this is a game that like you could eventually get to the point where you could have a lot of fun, but it probably was going to take me like five to 10 hours and I just didn't want to put the time in right now. So mm-hmm. uh, Far Cry 3. Uh, it's interesting. I could definitely see it de- definitely does feel like they took a lot of the things from Far Cry 3 and just improved upon it. And Far Cry 4 is probably like the peak for that franchise, and in, in my opinion, at least. So, mm. um, uh, other than that, I also started Ratchet and Clank, and I'm still enjoying my time with Ratchet and Clank. It is, um, it's a lot of fun. The story is fun and cute, uh, but I do think the game is a little on the easy side. Mm hmm. 
Mm. Like I, I really haven't had any challenge, which I remember playing the first one and really struggling in certain parts. I haven't died at all in this game other yeah. than just like I, I messed up a platform. But even then, the platforming is pretty easy as well. But I mean, overall, the gameplay is tight. I'm enjoying exploring the worlds. Uh, my other big gripe is I'm not loving the weapons as much. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they've made so many Ratchet and Clank games up until this point that they just kind of ran out of like really, really cool, fun uh, weapons. And they just did not come up with new fun ones in this one, at least some, from what I've unlocked so far. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping as the game goes on, maybe I do unlock some really cool, fun new ones. Um, but other than that, that's Ratchet and Clank. I haven't been playing too much of that just because I've been primarily focusing on the other two games, which the first one is Diablo. Mm-hmm. Diablo 4. Uh, I am definitely getting to the point. I don't know where you are, but like I'm kind of ready for this game to, to be wrapped up and like move on to something else. I'm, I just hit level 50 today, so I, I'm starting to engage with the Paragon system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like a really cool system that I probably won't engage too much with because, like as I said, I'm kind of like I, I've put like 45 plus hours into it. I don't know how much more I can put into it. Uh, I am at the opposite end of the spectrum with Diablo as you. It, really? Yeah, I am at 36 hours and I beat it on Friday. Okay. And um uh, dude, Diablo should have an option to just start at level 50 and skip the campaign. Because I I don't know how people who fucking played Diablo can play a new Diablo game as someone who's never played it before because like the fun part to me is actually being able to like make a meaningful build choice and nothing matters until you are level 50. Okay. That makes because sense. you swap out items too often for it to matter and like nothing is super challenging. And I also found out that the difference between world tier one and two, you don't even get better drops in world tier two. It's just that the enemies are harder for no fucking reason. Well, don't they? They they give you more experience. They do not in World Tier Two. No, nothing is different. They just have more health. Then there's no reason to play World Two. Exactly. So then, what is weird is like I blew through this game. Like it was just pretty easy, you know, like mindlessly going through the story or whatever. So I was at fifty before I beat the campaign. Like I was, I I I don't know. I ended up getting to fifty one before I ended up unlocking World Tier Three, but. Once it is over, I, I they're like, okay, you have to uncap the world to you have to do this capstone dungeon to unlock world tier three, which is the 50 to 70 scaling where they actually start dropping uniques and uh, true legendary items. So I went into that dungeon and I got fucking obliterated instantaneously by the normal enemies. Okay. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I wasn't thinking about making a build or anything this entire game. And now it actually matters. So I had to go back and get specific aspects from certain dungeons to make it so that I could actually win. And I ended up beating it today pretty easily. Once I actually thought about the aspects to put on my legendary items. Um, And then I unlocked world tier three and it was immediately like, Oh, you're actually unlocking items that are, over level 50 
you are like you get access to the Helltide events and all the things that actually give you a ton of experience. I don't know, like for me, Diablo, I wanted to be able to like figure out and like make a build and like actually not necessarily have it be challenging, but like feel like it wasn't like Dynasty Warriors level of just me shredding the shit. Right. Um so I at least got there now and like that was probably the most fun I had in the game was like trying to beat that capstone dungeon. Um but yeah, I don't know how far I will go. At least I was talking to Justin the other day and like he he really likes Diablo and has always liked Diablo. Um he's also playing a druid. I should have asked him what build he went with because I went with like a full physical one that I think is probably like wicked weak in the grand scheme of things because mm. it seems like their lightning abilities are very good, but I went like full slash them as a werewolf build. Um, and yeah, and like now you can, I can actually get unique items to like make the builds that people talk about online that are really good and stuff like that. Um, and do the events that everyone talks about. And season one of Diablo starts on the 20th and you have to make a new character for that and uh you can't really start doing it until you beat the campaign so now when i make a new character for season one i can just say hey skip the campaign and start at world tier three oh which, that's ma- cool. which makes sense especially because like you know that stuff carries over like the renown and right. uh, like the lila statues or whatever yeah i don't know i mean I don't know how much more I will continue playing it, but it at least I am having more fun with it now. It just got to a certain point where like 15, 20 hours in, I was like, whoa, I just want to be done with the campaign now. Cause like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like a true sense of progression to me. Almost. It just felt like this weird treadmill from one to 50, where it was just like, you have to do this to get to what people actually care about is Diablo. I mm, guess, that makes sense. Like I, I guess I, be, me having never really played a Diablo game previously, it was just one of those things where it was like, this isn't like what people talk about when they're talking about Diablo, is it? Right. Um, but yeah, no, I could, I could totally see where you are at, where you're like, oh, I, I enjoyed my way through the game, and like I am, uh, I think I'm nearing my my limit, and like 45 hours, that's like nine or ten more hours than I have put in. So yeah, and, and like, I still haven't. I, I still haven't finished the game, so I still have. Mm. I'm in the final act now. Yeah. Uh, and and the nice thing is, I can put this game down and come back to it in six months. Yeah, or, and like know. that. That's what's cool is like they're doing the Path of Exile thing, um, right? Where if the things that they add in the seasons are good enough, they put them back into the main game. Uh, and like you'll have more content and stuff, and like. Uh, there are upgrades are coming for like more storage and things. I, I watched the stream for the Diablo season one because it is the first season. There's not like a lot to it. It's basically like you try to get these weird hearts to sock it into items that end up getting pretty powerful. But uh, yeah, it, it seems neat at least to like for people who have been playing since it came out and like want some type of new content. It seems cool for that, but yeah, I, I have no interest in engaging with that. Like I, like I said, like I enjoyed my time with it. If I'm ever like, oh man, I want to just play Diablo and, and then get back into Diablo for a couple weeks, I, I can absolutely just hop back into this game. Uh, there, yeah. you know, because like the Paragon system does seem really cool. It's just kind of one of those, like I wish I got to engage with the system earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Well, it's also broken as fuck. Like one the last Paragon thing I got was just straight do five percent more damage. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Five percent more damage. That's a lot. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, like that Absolutely. seems fucking crazy. So yeah, it is a lot of cool stuff, and it seems like you can keep going with that for a super long time. So but even even like this game is definitely like a top 10, potentially even top five game of the year for me. I, I really enjoyed my time with it uh, to like put in perspective. I, I've put more time into this game than I played Resident Evil four. So um, mm. I, I have enjoyed my time with mm-hmm. it and, and I could have just mainlined it and probably gotten through the, the story in like 15, 20 hours. But instead, I've just been kind of like wandering around and just kind of fighting enemies and just kind of like, OK, you know what? I'm just going to explore this dungeon or I'm just going to explore this. Um, God, what do they call like they're not dungeons. They're just little like, oh, the cellars, like little cellars. I enjoy just going into those and clearing those out if if I feel like it. So, mm. you know, just kind of doing whatever I want. I know it definitely wasn't the most efficient way to get to hit level 50 because it no, took me, but like, I mean, nine I, more hours to get do, there. But you do whatever the hell you want, man. Like exactly. I said, I'm not here to be like you doing this wrong, which is exactly. like when I couldn't beat the capstone dungeon, I was like, mm. Oh no. And I looked it up to see if other people were having problems. And every time someone would be like, I can't beat it. All the replies would be like, you fucking suck a Diablo. Yeah. Don't <laughs> suck a dick. And I was like, well, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm doing yeah, something yeah. wrong here. And the answer was no, I just needed to like, actually give a shit about my build more or less uh see and i have been just like working like i i've had my build kind of like i i kept kind of messing around with it and trying different abilities and i i i did find a bleed build that just kind of was working for me and it does seem pretty strong and powerful and just uh, yeah so no i i definitely had a lot of fun with diablo and i i look forward to kind of finishing it up and then moving on because manny let me tell you the next game i've been playing star wars is so fucking good oh my who could have guessed it not me mm, mm. <laughs> i just kind of enjoy like at the beginning of the game like cal seems so lost you know yeah like, he just doesn't like he's trying his hardest but like it's not going well for him at nope, all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, it's such an interesting place to put a video game character. Um, but like, oh, when you like, you're engaging with that combat. And one thing I am enjoying is I find that as I'm getting older, I'm getting more patient. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm blocking a lot more. Oh, so yeah. like uh, blocking and parrying and like doing like the perfect dodge timings like all this stuff is a is a lot more fun than i i just wanted to mash buttons i just wanted to hit buttons before but mm. like i'm kind of learning that like if you're a little more patient you can have a lot more fun with games so mm. uh no I, i'm enjoying that and just um the story has me hooked and mm-hmm. last night where i finished up i just un like i don't want to spoil too much but like it seems like it's I'm about five to six hours in and I just unleashed a character into this world. Oh yeah. Uh, that seems like that's probably <laughs> the main villain of the game. And like, so like the way I'm looking at it is I was basically playing through the prologue and now the true game has begun. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, am, am I right on that? Or yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, you are right that they are the main villain. Yes. yes. Uh, but I, yeah, I guess I don't remember too much about like, because you already are on um what the fuck is the planet 
where that takes place. Uh, I don't remember the planet. Shit. Whatever. That planet is like the, the crux of the game. I mean, like okay. it's fucking comically large. Uh, yeah. Like there are like areas where you can't reach and you're like, oh, I'll get there later. And then you do and it opens up this whole section. You're like, what the fuck? This whole section was over here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad you're saying that because I was looking at this world going like, fuck, there's so many more of these worlds. But if that's the big. No, so like, like most no, of the I other worlds, that. a lot of them are, are some of them are like pretty linear um, to like get you through the story. Uh, whereas like there's really one other world that's like a more slightly open world. It's like a pretty big area. But no, that that world that you were on is where the bar is like that is. uh Okay. That it's fucking hilariously large. It just is crazy to me still thinking about it. And then the fact that it is like designed so that like the Metroidvania style abilities can like get you to these completely new areas. And like, I don't know. I think the level design in that game is fucking sick. I I don't know. Yeah. It's been an incredible game so far. The combat's great. I'm enjoying the story. I, admittedly i didn't really like grease in the first one mm-hmm. but i just the way like he's older now and i i don't know like i just really enjoyed grease's character in this yeah um, so no uh, i i nothing but positive things to say about this game it's mm-hmm. just everyone was right when they said it was a great game earlier in the year i just needed a break from video games but right now i'm fully on board and this is this is a fantastic game so. yeah it was very good i liked it quite a bit um but so that's all i've been playing i will definitely have more updates on star wars and diablo i don't know if i'm gonna find time for ratchet and clank this week but i might put that one on the back burner because i i just want to finish diablo and then i just basically want to purely focus on star wars because it's that good Mm -hmm. uh but why don't you tell me about the games you've been playing manny uh so the only other game that i have been playing i uh played and completed game of the year contender dave the diver okay uh so this game pretty much came out of nowhere it was in early access on steam for quite a while and i had never really seen anyone talking about it except danny o'dwyer on no clip made a video uh, that i never watched that was like hey man dave the divers in early access that shit's cool and i put that in my mind and was like oh that's weird that looks like a weird game and then ign for some reason reviewed it and like gave it like a super high score like nine out of ten and i watched the review and was like what the fuck is this game? <laughs> and uh, it was on sale on the Steam Summer Sale. And I was like, you know what? This is getting some weird positive buzz. I will play Dave the Diver. And then like five days later, after I had played most of it, it was like one of the number one selling games on Steam and has sold over a million copies. Okay. So like, what's the... What's the crux your right. why well, is so, it, what, what makes it so good you're gonna I'm be curious. shocked by okay. the premise you play as dave and he <laughs> is a diver okay so basically this a lot of this game is like a joke sort okay. of like so you are this dave he's like kind of fat and he's like sleeping on this in his home and he gets a call from this guy who looks like the leader of the a team and his name is cobra And he like talks to you about like, uh, remember Dave, when we work together, I am at this weird new place. 
uh, and it is called the Blue Hole, and it has all these crazy fish in it, and I need a diver. And you owe me a favor for some Mm -hmm. unspecified thing that happened with them in the past. Uh, And so Dave is like, okay. He shows up to this area, the Blue Hole. He goes... Uh, he meets Cobra. Cobra brings him to a destroyed sushi restaurant of his friend Boncho. And they are like, hey man, we're going to rebuild this sushi restaurant and we need you to go down in the water and catch fish so we can sell them as sushi. And Dave is like, okay, cool. I'm getting paid for this. Let's go. And so the crux of the game is it is a underwater exploration game by day you dive and you have a harpoon and some guns and you catch fish up to a certain weight limit. And then when you are done exploring in the ocean for the day, you go back up to the boat and then, yep. Uh Can I just stop you for a second? Uh Does this, this sounds an awful lot like steamroll dig to me where you're just going going down you're kind of getting what you can and then you're coming back up it is kind of like steam world dig but underwater yeah and like you know how much i love steam world dig yeah so like (laughs) i i do have a couple problems with it even though it is like probably one of my favorite games of the year so like then at night it is a restaurant management sim where like you use the fish boncho will cook it and like in like a diner dash-esque style people will come up order off of what you've put on the menu you got to give them their shit before they're tired you got to pour their green tea what was that indie game where like you would go explore caverns and then you'd come back and sell whatever you oh what oh fuck moonstone moon diver moon moon moon. something i don't remember but yeah i know what you're talking about the one it it sounds like steamroll digging that it is basically that but with fish okay Uh, i am into this so like (laughs) so you do you do that um but then it's also an adventure game So, so like it unlocks so many different systems like the more you get into it so like then this guy comes and he's like oh i'm a researcher and like Hey, there's apparently some weird secret underwater civilization and he gives you quests so that you like go to certain areas uh, and like do things for him. And eventually you discover this underwater civilization that is in trouble. I won't say more than that, but like you have to basically help them uh, with stuff and you become integrated into this underwater civilization. Um, And yeah, you over time like at the restaurant you depending on how well you do you gain money and then you can use that to like upgrade your harpoon upgrade your carrying capacity for more fish upgrade your tank uh things like that um and like that is that is the general loop of the game is like you go into the water in the morning you take as long as you need if you die you can only bring back one thing from your bag uh so you don't want to (laughs) die because uh, okay. it sucks um and it, otherwise you just go back up when you are done or at max capacity and the stuff gets transferred to the sushi shop and then it is the afternoon and that you can dive twice so you go again uh if you want to do that and then whenever it's nighttime uh eventually you unlock night diving but most of the time you want to do the sushi restaurant because if you night dive it cuts off one third of the time customers can get food so it like mm-hmm. loosens your money but there are some things you can only do at night uh and as you go it doles out more and more weird shit like there will be special customers that come into the sushi place and they will be like oh fuck like i 
really want to try this specific thing and the chef will tell you to get these specific ingredients there will be these really insane pixel graphic cinematics of how much they are horny for the sushi you gave them uh and then like sometimes they'll join you to because the sushi restaurant you like upgrade it and you can hire employees so that you don't have to be the only one running around they can get special abilities so like they can pour drinks or get you more wasabi there's so many things to this game and then eventually like outside of all that you unlock the ability to take pictures of specific things underwater for money you unlock the ability to do research for the newspaper on specific rare types of fish you unlock a tamagotchi where you take care of it and you uh use fish uh every fish you catch is uh can become a trading card and you can collect all the trading cards. You can customize your dumbass boat. I put anime ladies on my boat. Okay. Uh, because that was one of the things I unlocked. And it has this like weird sense of humor where like everybody is like a parody of a movie or something. Uh, like at one point there is a sneaking mission and you are basically a solid snake. And they like talk to you in the codex and like you, it's very bizarre. So there's all kinds of these like references to other things, but it is a fun, it is a fun game uh, right now. It is only on PC, but it will also be coming to switch sometime in the fall. Uh, I, literally, it probably sounds like I'm a crazy person because of all the words I have said, but you just keep unlocking things as the game goes on. And like, once I beat it, there is still more I can do apparently because I like oh. didn't get all the achievements uh, and I might go back and play some more. It seems like there is like a whole system I did not unlock perhaps uh, judging by one of the achievements. This just sounds like the exact type of game that's like for m me and my lifestyle where like yeah. just sit down, <laughs> play a couple days of it and just have fun. Yeah. And then just like, and then just like hop off and then come back the next day because like, but it does seem like, oh my God, there's so many things happening yeah, here. Yeah, and so the thing, just... the, my main issue with it was the more you can get in carry capacity, the longer you are underwater. And so right? like, it would turn out that like my morning dives would be like an hour and a half okay. <laughs> near the end of the game. And so it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I could just skip this but I feel like I have to get the more fish. And like, sometimes it's like, Oh, you're trying to complete all these quests too. And so like, you're doing all this shit. And then you realize, Oh, like an hour and a half has gone by and I have not even advanced one day in this <laughs> fucking game. And so like near the end, it was like, Oh, I have one. Like the final thing was like, Oh, wait two days. And then you can get into the final area. And I played an entire play session for like four hours and was like, Oh my God, that wasn't even two days. So like near the end, it's it's like the same thing that I have problems with in some roguelikes where it's like, oh, fuck, this run is taking too long. But mm. it's also partially my fault. And I believe that there are certain areas in the ocean where if you quit the game and come back, you are still in the ocean. So I probably could have figured that out and not had to play huge long play sessions if I didn't want to right um but i you know i was already in the game i was just gonna go usually i would just once a day was over is when i would stop or like whatever it definitely is one of those games where you're like okay just one more dive one more dive i'm just gonna do it one more time oh man um and yeah it, it, this this looks cool it also it has a gun upgrade system <laughs> 
and you like get guns the more you fuck up fish the worse they are so they have grades one through three like if you just straight kill the fish it um has a one star if you like just wound it with like a harpoon uh and it can't move anymore you get two but if you later in the game you can capture them alive that gets you three stars and it's worth more money and has more meat um yeah there's a there's the weird gun upgrade system you can upgrade the sushi restaurant uh so that you can like hire more employees and like you got to get likes on fake instagram called cooksta this just sounds like, <laughs> like if it's fun to just like move around like i'm gonna I get, think like, it, i think it is fun um okay i liked it i really liked it. like way more than i thought i was going to like i like i said i i saw danny's video i watched that review and like i watched brad and Vinny from next lander play like the first day and like they didn't get it really that much and i was like i gotta get this myself and i gotta see mm. And then I got so hooked in a way that was like, oh, we got to get home and play Dave the Diver. Uh, and then every time recently someone's like, hey, Manny, what are you playing? And I say Dave the Diver. They're like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, listen, my bro, you just got to look it up. I don't know. There's too much going on for me to yell at you right now. Um, yeah, but so well, I, I finished it. It took me, uh, I think it was like 24 hours to beat the plot. And like I said, you can keep going. Like there was definitely a ton of stuff I did not do and the game did not end. Like, it seems like now I can just like keep going like whatever. Okay. Um, and yeah, there is definitely one system that I had not unlocked. And what I thought was really funny was as I was playing this over the course of like the week and a half, two weeks I was playing it, people became aware of it. So like there were questions I had at certain points where I was like, oh, how do I do this? Or like, where is this? And there was jack shit on the internet. No one was playing this game. Now I get recommended articles that were like, they were written like four hours ago. <laughs> and like, here's how you do this thing you asked. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? It's too late for me now. Uh, but I think it is cool that it um, did well and like it having sold over a million copies, I think is really cool for them. Uh, people are like getting weird about calling it indie because Nexon owns the studio and Nexon is a big thing. And I was like, who fucking cares, man? I, I was like, going to say, I don't care. I don't like... care. It's a fun game and it was in early access. So like, I think a lot of the things that would have been an issue with a game like this, uh, like they worked out in early access so like you know like the loop or like how long certain things take or how to catch certain fish i they they figured that out beforehand and like now with their uh million sales uh they definitely seem like they were not expecting it to sell this well at all uh and they basically said like hey we are like overwhelmed by the support and we're putting out fixes constantly and we're probably going to make more content for it. And I think good well, good for them. It's cool. <clears throat> well, I am on Steam and I just bought it. So and it's I see I, I talked to Nigel about this last night and uh, he added it to his wish list as well. <laughs> it, it just, I don't like I love the games that it sounds very similar to. I love. So it's like I got to check this out because like I always love the idea. I looked it up. It's Moonlighter. Yeah. Moonlighter. But I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy like the combat. Yeah, it did, of... it did not work for me. The combat in Dave the Diver is really weird, but you once you figure this stuff out, I I think it works pretty well. And like mm -hmm. you get all kinds of weird upgrades and movement upgrades, you upgrading your gun and stuff. Like you can get these amulets that give you special abilities to like oh you can get a 
underwater swim dash and shit. So like, uh, yeah. if it it sounds like it's a game that's hooking a lot of people, and if mm-hmm. it hooks me, like, oh, I'm very excited for that potential. So yeah, we we shall see. It's neat, and I think it is like full price is twenty dollars. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I, I just bought it for twenty dollars. Yeah, so, so I, I can confirm it is fun. Uh, it never had any issues running on my computer, but I also have a very good computer. But also, it doesn't look like it has super crazy graphics, and they're trying to put it out on Switch. So it's probably fine on almost any computer. <laughs> I I did use a controller. It recognized my DualSense plugged in. Uh, yeah, I was gonna hook just plug my uh, my Xbox. Yeah, I was gonna say in, most so. games uh, it will always recognize an Xbox controller and like give you those prompts, but not mm. always a DualSense for the PS5. But it changed the button prompts for that too. Um, oh, it's cool. Yeah, it it's neat. Uh, I I truly like Dave the Diver, and I'm glad that I could uh, potentially get you hooked on it. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't have like a ton of other games I want to play. Yeah, know, no, so. it's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like this is one of the best years I've ever seen for video games. Yeah, you know? No, that's why like when people were like, oh, I'll check this out. I don't know. It's on sale. And then like, isn't wrestle quest coming out in like two weeks. It is. That's on game pass too. I think. Well, either way, I mean, like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, it comes out in two weeks, yeah, the same yeah. fucking day as Baldur's Gate, I think. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, I would love to play Baldur's Gate, but that's one of those types of games where, like, I don't know that I'll ever beat that because mm-hmm. of the way I play video games. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And like, in this Friday, Pikmin comes out. I'm pretty excited about Pikmin. Uh, yeah, man, shit's cool. I just. I just good think right this now. Is, we're feasting. Uh, I know. I oh, <laughs> it, and it's gonna be like that until like probably what December? Yeah, where it's just like oh, finally I can just kind of breathe for a second. Yeah, but I thought it was so funny how I played like the biggest budget game humanly possible in Final Fantasy 16. And then I was like, oh, what about Dave the Diver, though? <laughs> and then it was like I liked it way more than I liked Final Fantasy uh, 16. And I was like, this is weird, but I'm you know whatever and sometimes expectations like you yeah, have me- I, well yeah it's one of those things where i think you and me both value like surprise games where you're like <laughs> i didn't even know what the fuck this was <laughs> yeah exactly you're just like yeah i actually think this rules so I'm- yeah, say what you want but there's a certain expectation when a game is called final fantasy oh, for sure and it's, yeah, you're and it's like, like a it- numbered final fantasy it's not a spinoff like you're going in with certain expectations and like one of them is, hey, there's going to be a good story here. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think the expectations for a game literally titled Dave the Diver <laughs> are about as low as I could possibly go. And, I, uh, and uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I'm looking at the character, and it it kind of reminds me of Ryan Davis when he yeah. had the, uh-huh. the when he had the goatee. Yeah. And I, I can't describe to you there mm-hmm. when I say there are pixel art cinematics in this game, they're not like true cinematics. They're just like dumb shit. Like when you mm-hmm. choose to upgrade a sushi recipe, like it'll be some insane <laughs> pixel art thing of like the sushi chef unsheathing his knife or like the guy who upgrades your guns like loves anime and he'll like do all these fucking wild anime poses and shit. It is like some of the best pixel art I've ever seen in my life, period. Are those scenes kind of like when in Monster Hunter you go and go to like 
buy like a meal yes. and then like the cats do like this it like, like, really that. like the first couple you get and then eventually uh, there's like three or four for each one and then once they you've seen it you can skip it i would mm-hmm. always find myself just watching them because they're only like 15 20 seconds and you're just like this is the dumbest wild shit i've ever seen yeah, I loved watching those cats like prepare my meals. Like I, I will happily watch that and just like I love dumb shit anyway. Like yeah. I, I love stupid and like that's that why I think it's I funny is because like all of the characters are like weird caricatures and there's not really a whole lot that's super like serious about it. I don't even like sushi. Yeah, I don't care about sushi at all. Well, get ready to care about sushi. But I do like the idea of a fat guy <laughs> diving. Well, and then a... in the beginning, oh everyone is God, super mean to him. Like, oh, all I can think of is, like, one of the first quests you get when you complete it, the girl's like, wow, you did way better than I expected. And Dave's like, well, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting game for sure. I'm glad that it... I can't believe it sold over a million copies. Like, when that... I saw that article on Steam. I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" No, it did not. And that was well, six, that was six days ago. Right so, now, like, it's at least a million and one. Exactly. You know this. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that that's all I've got. Um, okay. I also bought Pizza Tower on Steam Summer Sale, which is basically like Wario's games, uh, like from the Game Boy Advance. People never made like Wario Land style games, and then a weirdo made Pizza Tower, and that's sure. that's all I've got. Okay, you play as Pepino. He's a pizza chef. Anyways, I'll play that soon. <laughs> <coughs> I bought a lot of weird shit on the Steam Summer Sale. Moral of the story. Nope, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I I like buying a lot of games that I'm like I will. I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna play this. I. Yes. I had wanted to <laughs> buy Pizza Tower since it came out, but I was like, can mm. I justify spending full price on this? And then it was like sure. half off, and I was like, yeah, okay. <sighs> but yeah, that's well, that's our podcast. That's what we got. That is. Uh, and now I now I have to finish Diablo. Yeah. So then I can finish Star Wars, so then I can play Dave the Diver before WrestleQuest comes out. I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't it, think man. you're going to do it, but anyways, know that I also liked Jedi Survivor very much. I'm glad. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying my time with it. So and oh my, like I know we've been doing this every week, but like Dave the Diver was sick. Jedi Survivor was sick. I like <laughs> Diablo Four a lot. Mm-hmm. I Final Fantasy 16 was pretty good overall. I. And then, like, this Friday, Pikmin comes out. I'm very excited about that. But then, like, yeah, WrestleQuest, a smaller indie title that's a wrestling RPG that seems really stupid and fun. That comes out. Baldur's Gate comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, just... Starfield Star- in September. Yeah, yeah, I, I will try out Starfield. Fucking Spider-Man. Alan Wake is in that Alan time. Wake looks really cool. By the way, when I asked about Alan Wake Remastered, guess what? It was the free mm-hmm. PS Plus game. So I have Alan oh. Wake Remastered on my PlayStation 5 now. Uh, the new Assassin's Creed, they're doing it as a smaller, just like a small city that just seems like exactly what I'm looking for right now in an Assassin's yeah, Creed that game. seems really fucking cool. Fucking Mario Wonder comes out in October. Mm-hmm. Super Mario RPG's remake comes out the month after that. There's a new WarioWare game. Fucking 
stop video games. I don't have enough time. Please. I even that Pandora game that Ubisoft showed, like I know it's just Far Cry, but with Pandora abilities, but like hey, Far Cry with like special abilities sounds like that could be a lot of fun too. So like it oh my god, like this is a year where like top ten lists are gonna be really also at this year. point I've played 70 hours of Street Fighter and I have ranked up to gold four. That's unheard of for me. That's high above uh, my thought of skill level. And on top of that, arguably one of the best Zelda games came out. This yeah, year. Tears of the Kingdom came out, bro. <laughs> like, what the and fuck are we, what are we talking about? Two of the best survival horror games came out this year. Like, and remakes Prince of the of two Evil. of the best. Yeah. Uh, and the, and uh, Dead Space. So, like, fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just can't. I can't mm-hmm. believe it, man. It's crazy town. Anyways, video games rule this year. I Absolutely. have now beat 14 games that came out this year nice uh so i could already have a top 10 but i have a feeling that certain things will shift but actually i know certain things will shift because there's games coming out man that i really want to play so many things coming out uh video games popping yeah we keep saying it like we are feasting and we are having a great time this year with video games and honestly i think I think next year is going to be just almost as good of a year. I think uh, so. Like, I don't know. Video games are not slowing down. No, and that is so exciting. That's very cool. Um, but with that, I think it'll do it for us this week. As always, the theme song is "Sting Operation" by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. Uh, and we will be back in two weeks. And at that point, I may have moved into my new home question mark i still don't have a closing date but uh the final inspection is happening sometime this coming week and usually the closing date is given to you like three days after that so okay it will at least well, be that, before uh, the end of july i just don't have a real timeline but i'm excited about that too this year's sick yeah what a sick year yeah uh and with that we will catch you guys next time peace out